Hey, good morning. How is everyone? Yeah, awesome. We got an awesome out there. Whew. That is awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, good morning. So, and welcome. Welcome, all you guys. Thanks for coming. And welcome our friends online, our online church family. And thank you for coming. And uh, hopefully, we're more than just an open tab. Uh, on your browser <laughs> that you're engaged and you're worshiping and all that. And so, uh, quick, really quickly, next week is Family Sunday. So, what does that mean? It means we're just all going to be in here. All, all our kids will worship with us and uh, we'll gather together as a family. And also, uh, if you are interested in being baptized next Sunday, if that is your jam, uh, today is the last day to let us know. And, uh, and so if we don't hear from you, then we'll just assume next time maybe, right? Yeah, so that is that. But Right, we will not be doing a potluck. Next Family Sunday, we'll do a potluck. But we're not doing a potluck next week. Normally we do that on Family Sunday. And so this will be the, this will be the last Family Sunday where I go, uh, it's a pandemic and I don't want you gross food. So uh, just kidding. <laughs> You guys all got such good cooks. So, but uh, so but uh, so we will not be doing a uh, potluck afterwards. Hmm? Put your foot on. What? Put my foot on it? Yeah. There we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so that's it. So I'm Lee, and I'm the lead pastor here, at Mercy Vineyard Church, and I'm Wendy, <laughs> and I'm the co-lead pastor here at Mercy Vineyard Church. This tag team preaching thing always feels like the Osmonds or something like we. <laughs> You should, I should have a guitar with me. And should start you should singing a, to each other. You should have a tambourine, yeah. You know, so singing I Got You, Babe, got or something, you, babe. yeah. So, um, but let's go ahead and put our vision statement on the screen and... What? Nothing. Let's say it together. We are living a passionate mission to love, grow, and go for the greater glory of God. That's what our church is all about, you guys. And so uh, we're a church on mission, like Brandon was talking earlier. You know, uh, when we, we, we're not just about gathering on Sundays. Um, we are about transformation. We believe that uh, our God, that God desires transformation. I don't believe for one second that Jesus did all that he did just so that we can come to church. That Jesus did all that he did so that our lives would be transformed and we can bring transformation to those around us. That that is what it's all about. That we are to take uh, what's on God's heart and bring it into reality. And so that's what we do as a church. And so we're on mission to love each other and love Jesus and love our community and grow in Christ. Anything healthy grows. Hopefully you guys are growing and you're measuring your growth and all those things and uh, growing in Jesus and going and serving. And one of the things that I love about our church, I didn't mean to turn this into a commercial, but uh, we talk about the go part. We have, a, we have a ridiculously high percentage of people in our church that serve. And so, uh, like... The fact that you have a church this size with three worship teams is nuts. There are churches five times this size that are struggling to fill one worship team. There are churches five times this size that are struggling to find as many volunteers as we have. I love that all of you guys are just like, you know what? Part of my faith is serving, and that's what I'm going to do. And so we have people that clean toilets here. You don't even see them do it. They come in when you're not here, and they clean up after you. 
Lauren. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. And so, and so uh, I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So this morning what we're doing is we're continuing our four-part series. We're talking about a life that's flourishing, right? What's healthy grows. And uh, we're talking about flourishing our relationships, our physical bodies last week. Did anybody here pick up just a couple of small... So when I said you know, two small things to move the needle forward. I wasn't talking about, you know, you're starting a brand new workout program or anything. I'm just talking about two small things that you can, you can do. Did anybody pick, like, just two small things that you started to do this week? So I went drink more water, walk a little bit, park a little further back in the parking lot, just do whatever, you know, just move the, the needle forward. Uh, you know, we're not talking about training for a marathon, although you can if you want to. You can. So uh, we're talking about flourishing emotions today and next week flourishing spirits. And so this week we were talking about just, or no, uh, first we talked about flourishing relationships through generosity and forgiveness, walking through the difficult middle together, the murky middle, right? And uh, last week we talked about flourishing healthy bodies, that our physical well-being affects our spiritual health and vitality, that it glorifies God when we care for our bodies. Uh, today we're talking about flourishing emotionally, right? Think about emotions. Emotions can be tricky, Emotions, there are times, uh, is there any, like, Star Trek The Next Generation fans out there? Remember Data? He had that, he, later on in the series, he had the ability to turn on and off his emotion chip. His little, I wish I could do that. I wish I could just, I'm going to just turn that up, and just act all out of logic and no emotion. And so we're talking about emotion. Emotion can be tricky. Um, uh, sometimes it feels like emotions can make just everyday life just super difficult, Right? I, I don't feel like getting out of bed. I'm kind of depressed today. Or, uh, you know, I want to respond out of anger to somebody, but I'm going to suppress that. Uh, but it can just make emotions trick or life tricky. Uh, I go through seasons. Uh, you know, I'll just be honest. I go through seasons when I'm riding high, right? I'm doing great. Where I'm just like, I'm ready to charge hell with a water pistol. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah. Uh, let's do it. Let's do this. Uh, see, I'm just riding super high. Nothing's going to get me down. You know, I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. Right? And, uh, and that's just how, I, uh, just how I feel. That's just my emotions, right? And uh, then there's times. Why is this so far away? I feel like this is like right here. And I'm just trying to, you know, you feel keep. I feel that. I feel that. Put it, put it right there. Okay, stop messing around. <laughs> okay, so, uh, and you know, and it's in those days where you just kind of feel like your energy is high, right? Your energy is good, your energy is high, you're riding high, everything's good, life is good. And, and it's usually those are come with sunny days. I don't know if that uh, has anything to do with anything, but, you know, it's sunny, the weather's just right, everything's good. And then there's times where if I followed my emotions, I would quit my job, I would just abandon my family. Uh, I would go live in a yurt in the desert somewhere and just sit there and uh, <laughs> eat <you> brownies. <laughs> I would just sit there with you know a tub of Ben and Jerry's in my yurt and uh, and just sit there till I died, pretty much. Right? What is a yurt? You know, like a tent, like a like a clay tent, right? In the yurt, like in the desert, yeah. Uh, and so just out there. It's funny because, like, you read about 
like they, they call them the desert fathers, you know, of, of our faith. These, you know, these saints who went out to the desert and fasted for days and sort of, you know, lived in a cave and they just spent all their time praying. And, and people talk about that as just being super, like, disciplined and austere. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. <laughs> just get away from people and the internet and everything and just, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> He does love y'all. <laughs> you yes. just said get away from people. Yeah, just, just for a while. Because let's just be honest with you. I love people. I wouldn't be a pastor if I didn't love people. But people can be exhausting. Like, you know, I mean, just a simple truth, you know. And so, in fact, I would even say that it is good for my family that I go take personal retreats. Like, it's good for them. Because then I come back and I, you know, I love them and I'm refreshed and I'm at my best for the people that I love, right? And so my, my job is to be at my best for the people that I love. And I'm not at my best for the people that I love if I never take a break. And so, sorry, that was an aside. That was free. It's, yes, go. We're happy to let you go. High five. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I've gone through seasons uh, where my emotions have dominated my life. Um, rather than me managing them, they just kind of take over. You know, sometimes it just feels like a wave. <sighs> oh, all of a sudden I have no control over this. Um, and then sometimes I more often have a tendency to try to ignore my feelings, just um, stuff them down, tell myself I don't have time to deal with this right now. I'm just going to keep going, right? There's no one else out there that does this, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Until what happens one day, <laughs> right? Yeah. Over something like teeny tiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I think that there, there tends to be, you know, kind of like two types. There's two types of people. And I hate saying like, like, things like that because it's like very limited. There's way more than two types of people. But you tend to, emotionally, you tend to have like bottlers, people who just bottle it all down. They just, they're always saying, yes, yes, okay, okay, yes, yes, okay, okay. And then you, like, look at them wrong, and they just explode on you, right? They just, you bottle it down. And then there's people who are, like, spewers, you know? And it's like, it doesn't seem to matter what it is. You never really feel safe around them because they're just going to spew. They're just going to kind of vomit all over you because you looked at them wrong or because, you know, whatever. And so you have spewers, and hopefully like, like we can kind of find a nice, healthy sort of place in the middle where we're not like spewing and we're not stuffing everything down until one day we do spew. But uh, I, you, we tend to also sort of like uh, spiritualize our emotions. And, you know, we feel closer to God, right? You ever have those seasons? I just feel really close to God right now. Well, the truth is God is no closer to you in those moments than you know, he was when you didn't feel that he was close to you, you know, and we, we kind of put those spiritual terms in there, or our positive emotions, uh, somehow our positive emotions tell us the story that life is beautiful. When we feel good, we're like, life is beautiful, everything's great, right? Or we feel like our life is never going to improve, right? We feel uh, our negative emotions tell us a different story, tell us that no one likes us, right? Or, and then we don't have proof of that. You know, it's just because somebody walked past you at church and didn't say hi. And all of a sudden, our emotions go, nobody likes you. Your breath stinks. 
You're just, you're rejected. You're an outsider, you know, and things like that. And so our emotions tell us these stories, either positive or negative. And, and if they're negative, it's like there's just no point then. There's no, like if we, if we allow that, our negative emotions to tell us a negative story, you know, we have, there's no point. Why, why bother refraining from eating a whole pizza by myself? Why bother, bother refraining from that because my emotions are telling me I'm never going to reach my goals or everybody just thinks I'm unappealing? Why bother refraining from uh, this that, or that or the other because our emotions are telling us a story. And so it's so crazy. You know, we have to be careful not to fall into really either area. We need to uh, let you go. <laughs> That's great. Um, so maybe you grew up in a family or a church where uh, acknowledging your emotions was frowned upon. You know, like if you were emotional at all, maybe you were told that um, not to wear your emotions on your sleeve. You know, maybe if you expressed it, um, that way you were kind of looked at as that's unspiritual to express your emotions because um, we tend to put those labels on, you know, like I should or should not feel like I should not feel this way, but you do. So that's how it is, right? And so sometimes we, if we grow up in a, in a church tradition or in a household where it's like, you know, you feel like um, sad or like he was saying, this, the story that's being told through your emotions, I mean, it's okay to express that, right? You just can't live there. But maybe you were told to express that even was that's, you should not feel that way. And, or, other side of the coin, you could have grown up in a family where every emotion was fully expressed to the nth degree, which isn't necessarily healthy either. <laughs> and it can feel like um, a roller coaster ride. So, based on the way that we were brought up, or the way that maybe our walk with Jesus started, has a lot to say about how we handle and manage our emotions now because we just have those beliefs and, and values already set in us, right? Yeah. I, at the end of the day, it's important to understand that God cares about our emotions. God cares about your feelings, right? He really does. Uh, I, uh, we are created in God's image, which means God has emotions, God has feelings. We see that Jesus wept. We saw that the Lord got mad. God has feelings. I, I always found it very interesting that the part of your brain that kind of creates or regulates emotions is in the very center. It's like right in the middle, right? It's, uh, is that your amygdala? Amygdala. Is that what it's called? I don't know if that's the part. Okay. Anyway, it's like the size of a walnut, right? And it's right in the middle of your brain. And, uh, but God cares about emotions. God wants you to be emotionally healthy. God wants you to be... Uh, emotionally strong. He wants you to be joyful. Uh, that's what God wants for you. We, we actually, um, we did a series not too long ago called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I'd really encourage you, if you, if you missed that, to go back and, uh, to the website and listen to it. Um, or just pick up the book because it was based on a book by Pete Scazzaro. So, uh, but it's very, 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 very good. So God wants you to be emotionally healthy, right? He didn't just, um, he didn't just make it so that our emotions were easy 
and we're separated from everything else. Our emotions are tied into everything. In fact, they say that every decision that you make in your life, every decision, whether you're buying a new car or who you're going to marry or you're going to get involved with it, every decision that you make in life is an emotional decision until after you make it. <laughs> you ever notice that? You buy your car with emotion and then after you've bought it, logic kicks in and you realize you shouldn't have picked up another payment. Right? Or you get involved with somebody, you get into a relationship, and it's an emotional relationship, and then you've been in it for six months, and reality kicks in, and logic goes, maybe this wasn't the right person for me. You know? Um, just as long as that realization hits you before you get married. You know, that's what matters. But every decision that you make is an emotional decision until after you've made it, and then logic kicks in. That's how integrated emotions are into our life. And so... Um, what we're going to learn, we're going to just learn from Scripture a little bit about healthy emotions, about flourishing emotions. Uh, I love the example that um, King David gives, and we're going to look at his. But first, real quick, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that your word right now would come alive in us, God, that your word would sink deep in us. God, uh, we want your word to come and bring change to us. We don't want to just be hearers of the word and then walk away. Lord, um, we don't want to be entertained by your word. Lord, we want to be transformed by it. So, uh, Lord, bring it and uh, help us to receive everything you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the Psalms, like I said, um, is, seem to be filled with intense emotions, right? David, King David seems to be on this emotional roller coaster through a lot of it. Um, highs, high highs and deep lows because he will be... Um, crying out to God, accusing him of abandoning him one moment, and then the next he's just praising God for everything he's done and for rescuing him. So it just kind of, if, it, if you read it like it was written all in one day, wow, that would be pretty intense. Um, but I think that we can learn a lot from David in the area of emotion. So we're going to read in Psalm chapter 43, starting in verse 2. We're going to read through verse 5. It says, For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, O God, my God. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. So if you remember one thing this morning, remember this. Flourishing emotions are emotions brought before the Lord. One of the things that I love about David's Psalms is that they're so transparent. Right? We often think that we can't, like I was saying earlier, that we can't express anger or disappointment or despair. But, you know, like we have to present ourselves to the Lord as having it together. Again, back to those shoulds where we, we feel like, oh, I can't really tell God this because this would be showing him a lack of faith. Right? But the thing is, is David was called a man after God's own heart. And he shared these very intense emotions with the Lord, exactly how he felt. And, you know, we think we got to present ourselves as all together before the Lord, but he already knows. He knows what we feel. 
He knows it better than we do. So there's no sense in holding back and sharing with him everything that's going on in our heart. Go. Tag me in. So uh, emotions are something that we have our entire lives, right? I mean, for good or, or bad. I don't even know if there's a, there, you know, there should be a, an assessment put on emotions. Like, I don't even know if you should say, well, emotions are good or emotions are bad. Emotions just, they are, okay? They just are. We have our entire life. God gave them to us. He has emotions. Um, and it's important that we're, we're not ashamed of our emotions, right? Like, it's important that we don't go before the Lord and, and, and think to ourselves, oh, I shouldn't have these feelings. And I get it. You know, sometimes we have feelings and we feel like we shouldn't have those feelings. Um, and a lot of times those are negative emotions. We go before the Lord and we're angry at somebody. We go before the Lord or... or you know, uh, we're really hurt or we're feeling resentful or something like that. And we go, God, I just, I know I shouldn't feel this way. Right? And I just wonder sometimes, like, when we go before the Lord and we say that, what's God saying? Like, is God saying, you're right, you shouldn't feel that way? You know, or is God going, that's okay. I, I gave you emotions and you're feeling emotions, you know? What is God saying? And so uh, it's important that we take a healthy posture before the Lord and we don't start beating ourselves up for the way that we feel. We just feel that we feel, you know. And so just like temptation is not a sin, unless you act on that temptation, I don't believe that an emotion is a sin until we act on that emotion or until we begin to foster negative emotions, right? And so we're not fostering these negative emotions. We're not harboring them. We're ju they just are. We're just feeling them before the Lord. And that's what David did. And so um, we just have emotions. So denying your emotions or suppressing your emotions is not a healthy thing. Bring them to the Lord and let God use them for your good. Because a lot of times you can bring them before the Lord and the Lord will say, well... You're feeling that way because, and he'll begin to reveal things. Have you ever been grumpy and you don't know why? Right? That's funny. The guys were all like, and the women were all like, okay, guys, I, I'm grumpy sometimes and I don't know why. Usually she knows why I'm grumpy, but I don't know why. You know, he needs time away. Yeah. She'll, she'll, she'll be like, you're grumpy. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> And she'll be like, you need some time alone. No, I don't. You know, so sometimes <laughs> she'll know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling before I do. Yeah. Uh, so psychologists say to notice, not judge. When it comes to your emotions, notice, don't judge. So when you sit with the Lord in, in those spaces, like we're talking about giving them to the Lord, um, you can notice I feel angry even if we're angry at god it's okay right he can handle it but then fighting the judgment of those emotions is where we struggle so to notice them say god here's here it is you know david in his psalm i i didn't ever see him judging himself for the way that he felt he just said it yes. and then he was like but god i'm gonna put my hope in you Here's where I am, and then I'm go here's what I'm going to believe.
But there was no judgment on himself. There was no, and I know I suck because I feel this way, and I'm not a good Christian, and I know that you don't love me very much. You know, like, do you know what I mean? But we don't say those exact words, but we think them sometimes, right? Yeah. So notice, don't judge. Like, yeah, David didn't say, God, forgive me for feeling like you've tossed me aside. He just went, God, why have you tossed me aside? He was just gut-level honest with the Lord. Now, I don't know what he said after that or whatever, but we know what got in Scripture was, God, why have you tossed me aside? He just felt that way. He felt that way. And God's big enough to handle your emotions. You know, when your kid is mad at you, when your son is mad at you, and he's like, I hate you, you're not like, say you're sorry for saying that. You know, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Why would you say that? You know, we work that out. And we do that with the kids at camp as well. The kids at camp, you know, say things and we don't go, apologize for saying that right now. You know, they're just saying what they feel in that moment, you know. And so God is big enough for that. God is, God's big. He's big, real big. So some certain things we can learn from Psalm 43. We can learn from Psalm 43. The first thing is, is it's important to be guided by the truth and not your emotions, Right? Uh, a mentor of mine used to tell me, feelings are foolings. Feelings are foolings. You know, don't be guided by your emotions. If we, if, we're, if we allow ourselves to be guided by our emotions all the time, we do some really stupid things, right? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's one thing to have the emotions. It's quite another thing to act on those emotions or let those emotions dictate the narrative you're telling yourself, you know, because we do, you know, sometimes we get insecure and we feel rejected. And, and then, you know, some people will leave churches because of that or leave friendships or whatever. And really it was just, you know, something triggered an emotion that made them feel rejected and they don't have any evidence. You guys ever ask yourself that question? Okay, here's the question that you ask yourself when, you say, when you're feeling a certain way. Maybe you're feeling rejected by somebody. Maybe you're feeling angry. You're feeling spited by somebody. And you, the question is, what evidence do I have? What evidence do I have that that is true? What evidence do you have that your friends don't like you anymore? Because they didn't return your text in 30 seconds? I don't think that's enough evidence. I don't think you could make a case on that. You know, what evidence do you have? What evidence do I have that that feeling is telling me the truth, right? It's the stories we tell ourselves. It's the narrative we tell ourselves when our emotions feel a certain way. So in the midst of David's grief, he prayed that God's light and truth would guide him, right? Doesn't that say that in, in verse 2? So send out your light and truth. Let them guide me. Send out your light and truth. So it's about, you know, let the truth guide you. David pray, prayed that God's truth would guide him. And God gives us his truth in Scripture. When we feel insecure, when we feel lower than others, we know that his word says that we're his child, right? We know that his word says that we are loved. We know that his word says that we're valuable to him. So his Holy Spirit helps us too. His Holy Spirit illuminates Scripture. His Holy Spirit gives us discernment and leads us. Let me tell you, uh, just a super fast story. I, I don't want to take too much time. Super fast story. Long time ago, years ago, I was at a church, and uh, I, I did one of those things where I was like, that guy, right? I, where I sent uh, an email to the worship leader, and I, and I said, hey, have you heard this song? Check out this song. And Wendy's like, oh, right? Check out this song. 
I think it'd be great if, if we added that to the rotation, whatever. And, uh, and I never heard back from him. He never even emailed me back, nothing. And I was like, oh, he was offended by that. He was, oh. I, I don't even know. He, he probably hates me now. He probably thinks I'm one of those guys. I'm a jerk, you know. And I, so my, my emotions are telling the story, just going on. And, and I'm letting it fester because it's going on for like weeks now. I'm like, oh, wow, never heard back. Gosh, what a jerk. <sighs> well, I guess, I, you know, in our relationship, there's a rift there now. Uh, things aren't right, you know. And then finally, weeks later, I thought, oh, enough. I should just ask him, hey, what would you think of that song? And he goes, what song? That email I sent you. What email? He never got it. And so I could have saved myself weeks of like just sort of like stressing out about it and kind of, you know, telling myself these stories, how this guy thinks I'm a jerk now and all that stuff. Uh, and so, and, and just letting the truth, so go and talk to him and let the truth guide me instead of letting my emotions tell the story because he just never got the email. Right. Yeah. Yeah. God designed our emotions to be gauges, not guides. So they're meant to report to you instead of dictate you, right? So when we make our, when we look at our emotions as a gauge, we can go, okay, this is where I'm at. And that's okay to know, like, you need to kind of take inventory, right? So to speak, this is where I am. But that doesn't mean I have to act on this, uh, like he was talking about, or that doesn't mean I have to believe this story. And when we make decisions based on negative emotions, so if we feel rejected or we feel angry or we feel anxiety, um, we make big decisions, we make usually the wrong one. And we make a decision we regret. And sometimes that happens even when our emotions are high and we're feeling really good. Like he said, we're feeling, and we feel like we could do anything. And then we take on something and we're like, oh... I, I just, I signed up for way too much, right? So um, it can lead to undesired consequences. Colossians 3.15 tells us to be led by peace when making decisions. Um, and our emotions tend to say, hurry, right? Both negative and positive emotions make us feel like we got to do something now. But that's a sign right there. If you're feeling that, I need to do something now. I need to move now. I need to, and I'm not saying that don't always listen to that because sometimes God tells you to do something now. But, but you have to assess what's going on here. Am I being led by peace or am I being led by anxiety or am I being led by anger or, or, or by... fear of missing out. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a big one. Yeah. Fear of missing out, right? So There's an old saying that... Uh, that goes, if the devil can't get out in front of you and deceive you, he'll get behind you and push, mm -hmm. right? Make you feel like you got to do it now. Hurry, hurry, you got to do it. So, um, and then, so be guided by the truth and not your emotions. Uh, next, let your emotions lead you into God's presence. So we don't often talk about this in church, but lament is a tool that we can use to navigate pain and grief. Uh, there's a whole book of the Bible filled with lament, right? Lamentations. Mm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. all lament. 
And even King David in the Psalms, what we're reading is lament. He's working through his pain and grief, but how is he doing it? In the Lord's presence. Um, it, the, the way that a lament is different from a complaint is, a complaint is, is simply expressing displeasure in something or someone. It's not trying, it's just, you, you know how it feels when you're complaining, right? But a lament is a prayer to God working through that grief, that disappointment, that pain that you feel. That's what it is. It's a prayer to God. A complaint is going to someone else and going, I really was disappointed in so-and-so for blah, 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 blah. He wouldn't use my song. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, babe. You know, and then the people that love us will say what we want to hear. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> we never grow or learn, do we? <laughs> right? But if we take it to God, we'll, you know, and, and probably God was urging him, just ask him, you know, what you're telling yourself this story. So anyway, um, if we allow ourselves to lament, we can work through our grief. So... We'd all rather avoid difficult feelings. Uh, me, 100%. <laughs> but when we ignore or suppress or numb those negative feelings or our suffering, it doesn't go away. It actually grows. And it spills over into other areas of our life. So like he was saying before, we, all of a sudden we, we're depressed and we don't know why. Usually for me, that means I have something that I didn't deal with. I didn't bring it to God. I'm upset about something. I don't know because I didn't process it when it happened. So I just put that away. I don't have time for that. And then all of a sudden I'm irritable or I'm depressed or I'm, right? Am I the only one that does this? There's a, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but it's not healthy. Because then it begins to grow, and it affects all of us because we're all connected. Our spiritual, our, our physical, and our mental, and our emotional are all connected. Yeah. And so use the Psalms to help you walk through those emotions. You can use David's words if you don't have words, and they work just as well, <laughs> and express your pain to God. Yeah, yeah I think that um, the church, uh, especially if you grew up in maybe... Um, let's just say maybe a more Pentecostal or charismatic church, the church has done a very poor job with helping people deal with their emotions because when someone is hurting, when someone is angry, when someone's heart is broken, when someone has been abused, the church has said, just give it to the Lord. And they, they, put these, they attach these like spiritual, real spiritual things, that, just give it to the Lord, just lay it at the cross. And... You know, just give it to the Lord and just lay it at the cross. You know, I think that uh, there are times when you should, yes, give it to the Lord, lay it at the cross, that's two. And three, go get some counseling, right? And, and three, work through those, those emotions in a healthy way. And so what happens then is you have a church full of, you know, people that are dysfunctional, they don't know how to handle their emotions, and things like that, because they've been just giving it to the Lord. Just laying it at the foot of Jesus. That's awesome, and that sounds so wonderful. And I hope none of you in here are going, what a sacrilegious... It's a, it's a start, though. It's, it's a good yes, start. It's a, that's, a, that's a great place to start. 
But sometimes you need to go see a counselor. Sometimes you need to read a book. Sometimes you need to do something to help you work through those things because just give it to the Lord is just a fancy spiritual way of saying, just stuff it down, right? And so uh, I just want, want to make that clarification. Yes, we bring all of our feelings to the Lord, you know, but sometimes also we need a little bit more than that. We need some help. We need to really process those things and work through those things. Or all that anger that we brought through the Lord, to the Lord is uh, just becoming bottled up and then we spew it out eventually. So. Well, yeah, uh, I, just to clarify, I mean, when I am working through those emotions and I, well, let's, let's just say I'm angry and I bring that to God, I don't necessarily get up from that, that session, that time with God and not feel angry anymore. I still feel angry. It's just now I'm, I'm walking with him in it. You know what I mean? And then it can get, sometimes each time it just gets a little better or... I go find somebody to talk to, or I go to spiritual direction. I do something to work through it, but it's a it's a beginning. It's a walking through the through it with God. Yeah. So David said that God's presence was the source of all his joy. I love that. Just coming to the Lord, and in His presence we find joy. In His presence is is what fullness of joy, right? And uh, every other source of joy, every other source of happiness is going to run dry in your life. So, I mean, I, I've been walking with the Lord now for 35 years. Wow, that makes me sound super, 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 super old. For about 35 years. Old, 35 years. Um, and there are things that make me happy for a season until they don't, right? <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's always, you know, there's, a, there's like a relationship that makes you happy, right? That relationship is going gonna, gonna to face its challenges. Every other source of joy is going to sort of run dry. There's the movie that made you feel really good, and then you watch it five more times, and now you could care less whether you ever see it again, right? There's, there's the, thing, the, the things that you buy that always leave you wanting more. You know, why, why is it that we can buy, uh, you know, a, a computer or a car or that shiny new object, that new phone or whatever, whatever we're FOMOing into, and then months later or a year later, we're like, eh, eh, I don't know, right? And so the, uh, things will always leave you wanting more, but when God is our source of joy, we have a never-ending supply. Let me say that again, because I don't think you all heard that. When God is our source of joy... We have a never-ending supply. Yes. Thank you. Right? We just have to just make the time to be with him. To, to be with him. He's our source of joy. So if your emotion is sadness, you can go into God's presence and you can pray and you can worship. If you're happy, you can go into God's presence with gratitude and praise. Yeah. Yes. Too. Go. So, <laughs> lastly, uh, we want to give you a couple practicals for flourishing emotions because, like he said, they are very tricky, right? And so we have to have some practical things we can do. So the first thing is make praise part of every day. Praise is like a healthy meal for your emotions. What a healthy meal does for your body, praise does for your emotions. It's hard to declare God's awesomeness and stay down. And it, we begin to see, if we, as we praise and as we worship, we begin to see everything in the light of Him. 
his greatness, his glory, how big he is, how much he loves us. And then the, it changes our perception of what we're dealing with, of what we're walking through, and it points us to truth because he will always point us to truth, right? And so as we lift him up, we find ourselves lifted up. You know, his word says that as, when you lift me up, I will draw all men to me. So we lift him up. We're drawn closer to him. And close, closer to him is where we can work through all of those emotions. Yeah. And so the other thing is, uh, um, actually two things, three things, really quick, is practice gratitude. And we say that a lot here. But I think we completely miss, just we, we, we underestimate the power of gratitude. Gratitude is so incredible. Gratitude shifts our focus from what we don't have to appreciating what we do have. Um, and the other thing about gratitude is it actually releases like feel-good chemicals in our brain. So not to get too brain sciency, but when you practice sincere gratitude, your brain doesn't know the difference between whether it's already happened or not. What? Your brain and your body doesn't know the difference between whether it's already happened or not. So when I'm not feeling good, I'll begin to thank God that he's already healed me. I'll begin to thank God that I'm healthy, you know. And so gratitude is so powerful because it will cause your body and your brain to create the chemicals that say it's already happened. Wow. You're welcome. All right? So uh, it releases all those feel-good chemicals. So the third thing is, is take care of your body. When you take care of your body, it helps with your emotions. Take care of your body. We talked about that last week. When our bodies are healthy, our emotions follow. And what does that mean, just practically? It means get some sleep, people. You know, if you got your phone out on your chest while you're laying in bed and you're watching a movie till 2 o'clock in the morning and you're getting four hours of sleep and then you got, it's not helping your emotions. It's not. Get some sleep. Get plenty of sleep. All right? The other thing is get some sunshine. Get sunshine. There's another quick, just practical. Go outside. <laughs> when I was a kid and I was cranky, do you know what my mom would yell at me? Go outside, right? All the time. And she was probably saying it so that she could get a break from me. But going outside helps. Get some sunshine. Go outside. Get some sleep. Eat healthy food. I know. I know that chocolate feels so good going down. Oh, it does. Especially I, when you're, you're sad. Especially when you're you know, sad. When you're happy. Yeah. When you're anxious. Oh, it's just good all the time, yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> but that, then, do you feel good after you eat it? Yes. yes oh, yes. stop it. You're yeah. not helping. For about 20 minutes. Yeah. For about, then the next yes. day, you're like, oh, what Oh, I yeah, do? that's right. <laughs> just keep <eating laughs> to keep from feeling bad just from eating bad feelings. is you just keep eating bad, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I know. Just give me a, like a, take an IV bag full of the custard they fill with the donuts at, and just... <laughs> Right there. Give me a custard ivy. I mean, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, but I know that as soon as that... <laughs> Sorry. Bethany's overgoing. Uh, yes. I mean, it does. It feels so good going down, but it's no good afterwards. Man, you just feel awful. I mean, 
90% of the things that we feel like doing when our emotions are low are not good for us. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. They, right. they might help for just a minute, but they don't. Yes. But they don't help in the long run. So in, we in have to moment. do these. In the, yeah, it's just yes. for the moment. And then the last thing is look for opportunities to show kindness. This is nothing but... Um, look for opportunities to show kindness because experts even say kindness boosts our emotions and our optimism you know when you give a gift or you do something nice for someone how do you feel you feel great right and that will increase health in your emotions it will make you feel more optimistic so do one or two small acts of kindness for and don't just do it for people outside your house. Do it for people in your house, too. Right? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Just doing something nice for someone inside my house. There you go. <laughs> I meant, like, dishes. But oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just... Vacuuming the floor. I washed them before church this morning. Okay. I'm just going to look at all my children and tell mm. them what to do. <laughs> yes. I'd be happy if they just cleaned up after themselves. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, not hard <laughs> enough. Um, so, so what we're going to do this morning now that we're <laughs> we've done that. Uh, we're just going to say a quick prayer. I just want to pray for uh, you guys. I know that some of you, especially over this, this last year, this last year, I don't know if I have ever seen uh, such emotional dominance over people's lives than I have over the last year. And uh, in fact, when we were praying uh, beforehand with the prayer team, I just kind of got this picture of someone that was like a cloak or a heavy blanket. It was a really heavy blanket, really heavy, just weighing them down. And it it was basically the culmination of all of the bad news they've consumed over the last year, the, the obsession with bad news. And, and I really felt like the Lord was going, you know, it's time just to... Because we have a future. There is life beyond the pandemic. There are things that will come tomorrow. God wants to still do things, right? This isn't the end all. People aren't going around in cars with machine guns mounted on them yet, okay? We have, we have, not, we have not hit Mad Max uh, level yet. Um, you know, that God still has lots to do. Lots to do. The kingdom is still moving forward. And, and I, I really believe that is a word from the Lord, that some of you have allowed that that cloak, that heaviness over you, and you just don't want to push off the blanket and look for tomorrow and, and believe that God has a hope and a future and the best is yet to come. And that God wants you to go, to cast those negative emotions off and whatever that means to you. But I believe part of that just means fear. Part of that means despair. Part of that means just uh, a lack of, of hope, right, for the future. And so... Uh, However that applies to you, I, you know, I'll really encourage you to go see a member of our prayer team this morning, though, if that is you. Um, but we just want to pray for people who's, who feel like their emotions are making uh, a forward-marching life difficult. So whatever that means. Maybe that's, maybe that's depression is making it just really hard for you to move forward and achieve your goals and all those things. Or maybe your emotions are making it difficult on your relationships, maybe whatever, however that is, but your emotions are kind of calling the shots. And, and we just want to pray for you because we know that can be a really difficult place to live for, a, for more than like a couple days. So did you have something to say? 
Yeah, I feel like along with that word about um, casting off that cloak, uh, the scripture that I got this morning that I shared with you before worship of putting on the garment of praise for the spirit of despair. And I feel like God is saying, because a lot of times when we get rid of something, when we mm. cast off sin or we get we let go of something, we need to put something on to replace that, something in its place, right? Just like when Jesus casts out the demons and then, you know, if, if it's empty and Jesus doesn't come fill that space, then more demons come. So... In place of that cloak, when you cast that off, put on the garment of praise. What does that look like? That means that you praise God. That means that you worship. And all, that can be something as simple as speaking words of praise to God. And if you don't know what to say, open the Psalms and read them out loud. But that is, that is going to be, I believe God is saying, that's going to be your key to not putting that heavy cloak back on. That is it is praising God and putting on the garment of praise, that you're wearing praise and gratitude all the time, right? And when we feel it, feel that heaviness come back on, oh, it's time to, it's time to start praising God. So if you if you'd like prayer for that this morning, if you're like, yeah, you know, my emotions have kind of been making life difficult for me lately. Uh, however, you want to frame that, why don't you just stand up real quick? Let us say a quick prayer for you. Uh, pray that God will bless you, that God would heal you, that God would move in your life in such a way. And so uh, we just want to pray that. And um, God, we yeah, let's just let's just hold out our hands, you know, and, and, and receive from the Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come into our emotions. Come into our feelings. Come in. We just invite you into our emotions right now, Holy Spirit. We invite you into that part of our lives. And uh, Holy Spirit, release us from that emotional trap. Release us from emotional dominance. You're, you are the, the revealer of truth, Holy Spirit, so reveal your truth to us. But I pray for every person who has that just sort of, uh, that, that heaviness over them, God, that blanket of heaviness, that blanket of fear, that blanket of just, just, wow, Gosh, it's, it's like it's just accumulated from the last year, God. God, uh, we pray for strength. We cast it off. We, 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 we tear it off, God. In fact, you can just go ahead and you can even make a physical motion if it helps. Just take it off. God, come. God, sever. Uh, hmm. Sever, sever those ropes, God, of heaviness. Sever those ropes of fear. Mm, God, break the bondage of hopelessness, God. Ah, Holy Spirit, we receive that. We receive that. Come, Holy Spirit. I just feel like God's doing a work right now and some of you keep pressing in 
Keep pressing in. Keep pressing in. God, in you there is freedom. Thank you, God.